Bokar Tov, we were, this, we were learning Yeshaya, Perek Nun Aleph yesterday. Uh, let's summarize what we read. What, what, what were the ideas? I am, I am the one who comforts you. Yeah, I mean, the, the kind of, it's hard, to, it's hard to summarize anything here, but I am the one who comforts you. Uh, God is the one who stretches out the heavens and establishes the earth and therefore you would be better off fearing God and not man and, and we discussed the inverse relationship between fear of God and fear of man the more you fear God the less you fear man right and if you don't fear God then you could fear man and then we discussed that Yerushalayim kind of based kind of fitting with the other metaphors we've seen about Yerushalayim She's described as a woman, or is it is it a woman? I think it yeah, is yeah, a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's, o- it's always described always, as a woman. It's always in the feminine. Yes. A woman who is drunk, but not on wine. Drunk on the kos hatar ayla, the famous cup that is the poisonous cup. And be, fit, befitting the other metaphors we've seen, she has no kids to guide her in her stupor, in her drunkenness. So... Uh, and that fits with the idea of Isha Shikula, right? the woman who lost her kids that we've seen before in the different metaphors. But, what is the end of, what, what, how do we finish the chapter? I'm taking the poisonous cup out of your hand. You will not continue to drink it. And I'm going to put it in the hands of your oppressors. That said to your, to you, bend over and we will pass. And then you made your back, you put your back on the ground. And you made it like a street uh, for the people who pass over. You made your back like the ground that people could step on. I heard a very, very interesting, uh, very, very nice idea on this pasuk that I wanted to share. Uh, I'm going to read it one more time and translate. I want to see if you could pick up on it. Maybe a slight discrepancy. Okay, this is the last pasuk of the, of the chapter. I'll take this cup of poison and I'll put it in the hands of your oppressors. Yes, it's changing, it's changing hands. Yeah, yeah, but that's not... Forget yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah, part I know, I know. That they said to your soul, bend over and we will pass over you. And then you made your back... Like, like the ground that they could walk over. So how can you proceed? No. So what's the the question? Is they said, but they said to take your soul, and let us walk over your soul. And what did we do instead? We gave them our back. So the perusha heard, which I think is beautiful, is that the goyim will tell us, give us your soul, meaning meaning give up on your values, give up on yahadut. And what we do is. We turn our backs to them. We let them walk over our back, meaning we take the pain and the suffering, but we protect our soul at all costs. So, so even when we're oppressed, we don't allow them to destroy and take away our we fundamental break. beliefs. We don't, we don't break. We are oppressed. We give them our back and they walk all over our back, but we don't break and allow them to take our souls. It's a beautiful idea. Okay. Pasuk Aleph in the 52nd chapter of Yeshaya. 
Uri, Uri, Livshi Uzech Tzion, Livshi Bigde Tif Artech, Yerushalayim, sound familiar? Ira Kodesh, Kilo Yosif, Yavo Vach Od Arel Vetameh. Wake up, wake up, wear your, your splendorous clothing, Tzion. Livshi Bigde Tif Artech, wear the clothes of your glory, Yerushalayim. Because they will no longer come into you, the arel and the tamesh, the impure and the and the uncircumcised. Meaning, no longer will will goyim come into Yerushalayim uninvited. Sounds familiar again. Yes. Shake off the dust, get up and, and sit Yerushalayim. Hitpatechi is a tough one. Uh, it means open up the undo the straps. Yeah, the straps of your neck. of your neck, the one who is a captive Zion, meaning who was captive Zion. Unleash. Yeah, uh, so free yourself from the bounds, right? You can see Yerushalayim you, you just freeing itself from all the bounds and all the, the things that are holding it back. So, so this is what Hashem says. Hashem says, you've been sold for, for, for free, meaning... You weren't, it, it wasn't a fair sale. Without a price. You, without, no, no, without, without, no a, without a price. It wasn't a fair sale. The person who bought you didn't pay. Okay? Below bekesef tiga'elu. And then... You should not be paid redeemed. to be so, redeemed. So when we want to be redeemed, we're not going to have to pay for it. That's yes. the, the pshat yes. of this pasuk. Yes. You won't have to pay for the redemption. That the redemption is going to come for, Why? Because your initial selling... When we were first sold into it captivity, it was for free. So you don't need, you don't owe the, the ca- typically when somebody owns a slave, so if he owns him rightfully, you have, you have to, to pay, it's a free the slave, but there's no, there's not going to be redemption money here. Right. Now it's explaining how we ended up in, uh, in the Galut or how we ended up in, in, the, in, in the state of captivity and uh, it's going to. It's explaining this as the backstory to explain how we didn't. It wasn't fair, right? So, first, my people went to Yushalayim to live there peacefully, and then Ashur for no reason they came and they uh, harmed them, or or they uh, they uh, Ashak is is typically monetary harm. So then Hashem says, what, what am I doing here, says Hashem? My nation has been taken for no reason. They went down to Egypt, and then Ashur, they went down to Egypt, they, they, they leave Egypt, and then Ashur comes and they cause them all the suffering for no reason. What am I doing here? Because Moshe the ones who are li- who are who are uh, um, ruling over Israel, Yehelilu, they're mocking Numadonai. and all the time my name is being is being blasphemed. It's being it's being uh, ridiculed. Yes. And what's the idea? We always say that when the Avot prayed. 
for the success of Am Yisrael, what was the most effective prayer when not, trying not to, to... Not to make a, to make a Kiddush Hashem. Yes. If, 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 if we are downgraded and put low, it's the biggest Kiddush Hashem. So anytime Moshe Rabbeinu would pray for Am Yisrael, he would say... Uh, that the Mitzrim are going to look and they say, Oh, it was not in the power of God to take them into the land, and that's why he killed them in the desert. So, the most effective tefillah that our Avot used when telling God to protect us is that by not protecting us, it makes a chilul Hashem. And now, look at this. Now Hashem says it himself. This is so beautiful about the Navi because he's in the way quoting Hashem. Hashem says, what am I doing? My nation has been taken for free and now the rulers are mocking me and all day my name is being uh, blasphemed. Now all day my name is being, is being, uh, is being uh, yeah, ridiculed. Therefore my nation will know, will know my name Therefore, uh, on that day, because I am Hashem, I am the one who speaks, I am here. And then God comes in and swoops in and saves the day for the sake of His name. And they will know, they, now Hashem, the people will know the name of Hashem in its proper way. Ma, now we more psukim that you may be familiar with. What is Navu? What does the word Navu mean? It's good to know because it's in Tefillah. Navu means beautiful. Like, uh, I think it may even be from the same word as uh, Na'e. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. But Manavu al Harim Raglim How beautiful are the legs of the one who is coming with good tidings on the mountains? Mashmiya Shalom, he's coming with words of peace. Mevaser Tov, Mashmiya Yeshua, he's coming with good tidings. Mashmiya Yeshua, he's coming with news of salvation. Omer Litzion, Malach Elohaich. Then he comes to Tzion and he says, Your God is reigning. Your God is reigning again. Meaning, back to back. We're back. We're back to who our real ruler is, right? As opposed to the goyim being ruling over us. Now God is the one who's ruling over us, which is a good thing. Called Sofaich. Uh, the tsofim, what is it? Tsofe? Tsofe is a watchman. So the, the metaphor here or the analogy here is, is you have the, the mevaser, who is the person who's coming from the mountains with the good news. And then we have the people that are in the city and they're watching and they're seeing this guy come and they're so excited to see him. So it's like just the imagery is beautiful. The news, the news. Right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden the people watching and seeing this guy come from the mountains, they, they their voices go up and they start, they start uh, singing in, in, in excitement. Because they're going to see with their very eyes. That's what Ayn Be'ayn means. They're going to see eye to eye. They're going to see when God returns to Zion. Amen. This is so beautiful. Uh, okay. means like open up. Right? So open up and start singing praise together. Chorvot Yerushalayim, the destroyed places of Yerushalayim. Kiniham Adonai Amo Ga'al Yerushalayim. Because God, He has comforted His people and He has redeemed Yerushalayim. Amen. Now, by the way, there's a very interesting thing about the word Niham. 
the word nicham has two meanings. Nicham, and, and it's important because we're entering into the, into the time of teshuvah. Nicham could mean regret, and nicham could mean to console. I think the reason it, it worked out that way is because, is because for Am Yisrael, consolation, meaning somebody, for Borei Olam to give a consolation, typically meant to take away all of the suffering. Right? So it was like there was a regret about the suffering. So Niham is, Niham means to, to rethink the suffering. And it also means to give consolation. I think for Am Yisrael, it's almost the same thing. Because the way we would receive our consolation is just the removal of that suffering. So the rethinking, uh, the thinking twice about giving us the suffering. Okay? But Niham Adonai Mogal Yushalayim, God has comforted his people and he has redeemed Yushalayim. Another pasuk that we know. God has uncovered. Very similar to Eleinu Lishabeach. Has like you know, like it's like basically how the world will recognize. Eleinu Lishabeach is the is a uh, is a tefillah that's actually very in line with a lot of these ideas in Yeshaya. Because Eleinu Lishabeach is the one tefillah that's most that's most nation focused. Tefillah is typically a, a very personal activity. I mean, not, necess- not exactly personal, but if you look at the first half of the Amidah, we're just praying for personal things in our lives. If you look at the Alenu Shabeach, it's a tefillah that's only talking about the success of Am Yisrael as a nation. Like, uh, for example, the idea of Tikkun Olam. Where is it? The only place we have the idea of Tikkun Olam, which means our obligation to kind of fix the world and to help the world become better, that's straight out of the Alinu Shabeach. So uh, it is an interesting tefillah, and yeah, there is, uh, there is overlap. It's a, it's a good point you're making. Um, God has uncovered the hand, the, the arm of His holiness, in the, face of the, in the eyes of the goyim, and all the edges of the earth will see the, our, the salvation of our God. Suru suru tsu misham tame altigau seu mitoka hibaru no seekele adonai. I'm going to translate. I want you to see. I want to see if you could figure out what the pasuk is referring to. Suru suru tsu misham. Go away, go away, leave from there. Tame altigau. And do not touch anything impure. Seu mitoka. Go out from, from in there. Hibaru. Purify yourselves. No seekele adonai. Those who are carrying the vessels of Hashem. No, I wasn't sure, so I looked it up. The pasuk is referring to the Am Yisrael that's in Babel, in the Galut. Mm. It's saying leave the Galut and and leave there and make sure not to become Tameh as you are leaving, because where are you headed? Yeah, you're headed to Yerushalayim, right? To deal with all the kelim of yeah, exactly. And and what's I no sekele Adonai. It could be because you're going to be dealing with the Kelim of Hashem, but also we know from Sefer Daniel that who had the Kelim of the Beit HaMikdash? The Babylonians took the Kelim. That was the problem with Belshazzar, the king of, uh, of Babel, the, the final king of Babel, I think, who he, his sin was that he brought the Kelim of the Beit HaMikdash out and he started using them. And Borei Olam said, this is not appropriate. These are holy Kelim. You can't use them for a feast, right? So the idea is leave there Bring back the kelim as you come and make sure not to touch anything impure on your way because you're going to Yerushalayim. So that's a... Or no, se'ekele Adonai just means 
you who will eventually be carrying the kelim of Hashem when you go back to the Bet Hamikdash. Those interpretations are fair. Because you will not go out speedily, meaning you will not go out in haste. You will not be chased out. You will not be running away as you leave. Because God will be going before you. And the one who goes behind you is also the God of Israel. So, that's what's beautiful about Borei Olam. So, look, this is a, a, a biracha that now, it's interesting, now we should take this biracha pretty seriously. Because right now, as the political situation in the U.S. is uncertain, a lot of people obviously are thinking about moving to Israel. So, it's a big biracha that we should be able to go to Israel willingly and not in haste, not in a way of running away from what we have here, not in a way of, not in a, in a, in a, in a situation which we'll have to lose all of our assets and start fresh like a lot of people did when they had to run away from Iran, right? So that's a big bracha. And that's what this last pasuk is saying, that you will not leave in haste. You will not go, you will not be running away. You will go out of desire, out of will to be in Israel. Mm-hmm. And Borei Olam will be in front of you, meaning he'll be leading the procession. And but he'll also be the, the me'asef l'chol ha-machanot. He'll be also the one who is behind you to guard you on your way out. So it's a beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. haftarah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, we do have like a couple of, no. Is this, ah. is this similar to when we pray also and say, Atah Rishon Acharon? No, that tefillah is in reference to... Uh, um, it's a philosophical appreciation for what God is. It's not, um, it's not that, when we say that in the tefillah, I don't remember where it is, but we're not referring to God being the one who, right. No, that's just referring to how God is, is, is timeless. This is referring to the way God will, will guide us back to Israel, it'll be in a state of protection in a way where we'll be... Yeah, that's that's about God's eternalness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, alarm is not going off yet. No. Okay, so I think we can maybe go back to last week's parashat just one minute. One minute is one minute. One One minute is one minute. minute. (laughs) Do you know, uh, I'll probably run out just by saying this, I'll probably run out of time, but there's a yeshiva called the Nevarduk Yeshiva. They were very, very into... It was one of the Eastern European yeshivot, and they were part of a movement called the Musar movement, where they train themselves in very, very, they, they focus on human behavior as a very, very important thing to work on. So they would do very extreme things, and like it's up for debate whether what they did was even appropriate. But one of the things that they did is that they woke everybody up at three in the morning, every night. They forced them all to go to the Beit Midrash for five minutes, and then they would let them go back to bed. <laughs> which probably was a miserable experience for all of them. But what were they trying to teach the students? Even that five minutes, even are five minutes are important. is important. Is even five minutes of Torah is worthy of getting out of bed for in the middle of the night. Wow. Now, would I do that? No. But it's just... It's just uh, it, it, see, it seems like Giacomo would do that, though. So. I'm just... Okay, what, what parasha was last week? Oh, see, I, I told you I ran out of time. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Okay. I, I, I guess we're going to start tomorrow. Yeah, we'll start tomorrow. Hashem, we start tomorrow. The end of last week's parasha were the holidays. And then we have Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh. We, should, we have Rosh to try Chodesh. to understand what's going on here. We're, we're in, there was so much we didn't do in last week's parasha yeah. because the whole, all the holiday stuff were, were at the end of it. And uh, see, that's why and we need we the Sunday it, class. We read it so many times a year. That's why we need the Sunday class. You yeah, see, Sunday class is a good recap. Good. The Sunday class is going to be 
a quick recap of what we did during the week and, whatever we missed. and trying to get to the end of the parasha in summary form slash uh, maybe focusing in on a few things. We have more time on Sunday even. It'll be a 45 minute class as oh, opposed oh, to 20. Oh, beautiful. Wow. Rabbi, thank you so much. Thank you. Amen. Amen.